Now Prober, 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 Prober got the right hand free. He's loose with the right hand, and he starts to retaliate, and down goes Nyland, and the two of them are hammering each other. Knights of Columbus, that hurt. It's old time, my Enforcer of all hockey podcasts. It's the biscuit. It's the biscuit. The enforcer of all hockey podcasts. God help the fucking day if Biden's ever banned. There's a country will stop working on Sabbath's fucking candle. Hi, everybody. It's the biscuit podcast. Hey, you wanna go? Yeah, okay. All right, Biscuit Babies, today I'm joined by director, writer, and producer, Gordy Day. How you doing, Gordy? Good. My name is Jordy. Oh, shoot, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That really happens every day of my life, so fair enough. <laughs> well, I, I thought I could read, so Jordy, sorry about that, man. No problem. Absolutely, dude. I'll... Uh, a little little trailer dropped the other day that uh, you happen to be a part of, um, which is absolutely taking the internet by storm. Um, tough guy, the Bob Probert story, and that's uh, something you uh, took time and produced yourself and uh, got this off the ground, right? Yeah, uh, pretty much. So my uh, my mom writes books with hockey players. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but she she wrote uh, Playing with Fire with Theron Fleury. And she wrote, uh, she's 99 Stories of the Game. She just wrote a book with uh, Wayne Gretzky and one with Curtis Joseph that came out last year. She's written a bunch of them. Wow. And she, she had written a book with uh, Bob Probert. Uh, yes. She was actually in the, in the middle of writing the book with Bob Probert when he passed back right. in 2010. And so she had done all these interviews with him. She had hours and hours of interview with him talking about all these incidents that he had been in and, and, uh, and fighting and hockey and everything. And so pretty well since then, I, I've been excited about the idea of taking those interviews and creating a documentary where Bob is essentially telling his story in his own words. So that's kind of how it came about. I had no idea that's your mother. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, you should have her on. She's great. <laughs> yeah, shit. I should hang up with you and get her on. <laughs> shit, she's pretty good. <laughs> Dude, that's really cool, man. So I would assume you grew up uh, – I mean, one, you're Canadian, so obviously you're into hockey. But was your mother a big hockey fan? Is that how you got into it as a young guy? Interestingly enough, I think my mom uh, got into hockey as a hockey mom. And, really? Uh, yeah, and you know she she had written a, a couple books. She wrote a true crime book. I remember when I was younger, and and she wrote a book with uh, Diana Hart uh, of the Hart family, like the wrestling family. Oh yeah. And then uh, it was the book with Theo that playing with fire that really took off and launched her career as a, as a writer. And uh, she's been writing hockey books ever since. Wow. So did you have a? Did she kind of push you towards the arts or was it, you know, pretty much free for you to get into it on your own and then kind of helped out a little bit after that? Yeah, sort of. So uh, my, my family's in production and broad. broad my, my dad was like, a, uh, when I was growing up, my dad was a news anchor in Calgary. Um, and then he started reviewing movies um, as well. And so 
uh, he, then that turned into a show because he started getting invited to like those junkets, those Hollywood junkets where they invite journalists from all over the place to like interview celebrities. And they kind of launched a business off of that, off of collecting like an archive of celebrity interview. And so they were, they were always doing movie reviews and they were always getting um, like all the latest movies in the mail on DVD. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just became obsessed with movies. Like I'd watch like at least like two movies like every day. <laughs> like, uh, so it just became an obsession from like a pretty young age. And so it, it's really all I've ever wanted to do. I mean, I haven't always thought that it was a, a pragmatic dream, but it's, it's always been the dream. And it was to just work in film in any in, in any capacity because I know you've directed and wrote stuff and produced. It's just you like being around just film, period. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I, I, I really like the industry. I think it's exciting. I like um, wide variety. It presents a lot of cool and interesting opportunities, no doubt. Absolutely. And uh, I've been reading that you've been really wanting to dive more into the documentary stuff. So this, uh, the, the Probert project seems really perfect for what you want to, you know, continue doing, you know, as you further your career as a filmmaker. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an incredible story. Oh, I mean, (laughs) you couldn't write his story if you wanted to. No, it's too much. I mean, and from every aspect, I mean, if you, like if you took out all the, um, high profile uh, drug case and all the trouble he was getting in Detroit. It's still an, just an amazing sports story. Absolutely. Because he came out like he came out. uh, I mean, the only reason he was really, he was drafted as a fighter, right? I mean, he literally fought his way into the league and then he became an all-star hockey player. Yeah. I mean, that in and of itself is incredibly romantic, right? Yeah, it truly. Yeah. And so that alone, and then um, obviously all his stories um, when he was battling addiction are crazy. Um, and then uh, all his stories as a family guy are heartwarming. I mean, there's just so many elements to the story that are fascinating for sure. And, and Bob Prober also has that uh, kind of rock and roll stigma behind him too kind of like you know the guys that were much too young when they passed away and because that's how he'll always be remembered is you know he he never got a chance to be that old of a guy and you know despite all the you know the drugs and all that he's really remembered quite fondly uh upon you know hockey fans and sports fans alike i mean your mom's book a tough guy is uh uh, the Bible in my house. I mean that, that we're doing s- sermons every Sunday with that book. I mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. She'd be really happy to hear that. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's incredible. I mean, how popular of a player he was I'm really, such a fan favorite a- and amongst players. Yeah. I mean, I've never, you know, this isn't the first time I've worked with hockey players, shot a lot of stuff with hockey players and um, there's definitely a unique love amongst other hockey players for Bob Probert. He's a player's favorite, too. For just sure. Because he's just such a force and such a unique entity, you know? Uh, to be the heavyweight champ of the league and to be a phenomenal hockey player on top of that. Um, yeah, I mean, there just was, there's never been a player like him, and, and there won't be again. No, there will never, ever, ever be anything close to Bob Probert ever again. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. with. 
the rules themselves will make sure that never happens. And, uh, yeah, you think about, I know, I know Adam Scorgi has, and, uh, David Singer, both, uh, I think executive produced on uh tough guy too. And, yeah. uh, I think about their film ice guardians and when they, you know, there's that segment that comes up and it just, you know, it flashes the greatest of all time and everybody in their, in their self monologue in their heads is going, Oh, it's Probert. It's Probert. And then you just hear all the guys start rattling off. You hear Scott Parker and Fedoric and Riley Cote and all these just beasts of guys of themselves going, Oh, I mean, Bob Probert, he was the best for sure. Yeah. And it, well, it's, he's pretty dominant. Yeah. And his story is timeless one because of the ups and downs in it. And I think it's important for, um, as I call it, the the barstool kids who you know are more into like a, a real big selly, uh, as they say. And I think it's important for them to see a guy like Bob Probert to recognize where the game is at now and what guys used to be used to do and how dominant of a of a guy Bob Probert was and just. <sighs> I don't want to say wild, but I mean, he, he was feared and loved at the same time. Yeah, he was definitely feared. That's, that's a really good point. <laughs> that's something that, I mean, uh, we learned from doing um, interviews with a bunch of hockey players is people were afraid of him. Like right. if you had to fight him the next day, you weren't sleeping. So Yeah, I, I mean, it's absolutely, he might be one of the most intimidating um, athletes in all of sports history, not just hockey. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. That seemed to be how uh, people who played against him felt. And, and I think that it, what's also interesting there is just how gentle a person he was yeah. off the ice. Yeah, you see them. I mean, you have clips of it in the trailer that's out of you know him with the, the, his kids. And, uh, you know, I've had Danny on here before and you hear her talk about him and uh, just how what of a sweet man he really was and. Uh, you know how this is the kind of the tale of two cities there. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, that's that's interesting too because um, I interviewed uh, the we interviewed the kids for this doc. So we interviewed uh, Tierney and Brogan and, and Declan, and um, I mean they had no idea that he had this like when they were little kids that he had this reputation as right. this feared hockey fighter. They just knew him as like a big, lovable, goofy dad. And so it's it's only been as they've gotten older and they've seen the YouTube clips that they're like, oh my god, dad is a I remember Danny told a story, uh, and you know, there's I think either standing outside in Chicago or Detroit, and Bob was always known to sign every autograph until every last fan was there. And the kids are kind of like, okay, like why does everybody want you know my dad's name written on a piece of paper and a jersey, everything? Like what's going on here? Like it's it's weird to think like when you're a kid, you know, that's just dad. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Now, so I'd assume since your mother wrote the book, you were able to get, you know, this movie rolling uh, easier than it would have been for someone else, you know, to to get the name of the documentary, Tough Guy, the Bob Probert story, and just to get the ball rolling in general. Um, now, how did you go go about that? Did you wake up or did someone come to you and say, hey, hey, Jordy, we want to make a documentary about Bob Probert? Can you point us in the right direction and got it started that way? Yeah, I mean, it's it, there's not really a short answer there because it's been a process. 
So um, it's been something that uh, we've been exploring a, a way to do it for the last, I mean, basically since the book came out. Right. And initially it just wasn't the right time, I don't think. Um, Danny needed to be ready to do it. Uh, we needed to find a way to get it done. And so we explored a lot of different options. Like it wasn't always that I was necessarily going to be the person spearheading it. Cause I would have been too young at the time. It just, it just kind of all fell into place, you know, yeah. uh, where I was at the right time of, in my career where, um, I guess my mom felt like it would make sense for me to do it. I, I, I directed, um, or pardon me, I co-directed a documentary with my brother, buddy on Clint Malarchuk back in 2015 for super channel. And that went, um, that went pretty well. They were pretty happy with that. So they were looking for more hockey stuff from us. And uh, Clint's and actually in that, isn't he? Circled back to this the Bob Probert story, and yeah, I, I mean, I guess in short, uh, sparing you going through the specific details, uh, like uh, of the, of the, it all coming together, um, it just everything kind of fell into place at the right time, basically. Hell, hell yeah, man! And uh, goalie, the uh, life and death in the crease is the as you mentioned the the story of Clint Mallerchuk, and he actually. Uh, starred in the the film himself, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Now that's pretty wild. Yeah, that was great. His story is is, is incredible. Now uh, I I remember reading. I don't know if it was in the Hockey Tribune or Players Tribune that he had written, but I mean his his battle with mental illness is uh, quite fascinating. And then the I mean the cut is I mean everybody knows that uh, that that scene and that that play how intense that was but i i had no idea um that that was a documentary is it is it easy to find that or is it because it was a tv uh documentary right yeah that was on super channel as well and they had it on their demand service uh for a long time can i get uh, it in the states do you know no it, it never sold to the states uh, i mean yes it's always a possibility but that, that one hasn't um uh, I think Robert probably has a better chance of getting sold to the States. Um, but uh, I guess you you never know. I mean, I, I guess it always could if someone shows interest. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> the girly one. Yeah, I would love to see that. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, get it for you for sure. Absolutely, man. Uh, and what's, what's crazy is like I just saw like the poster for uh, Tough Guy like last week and I was like, Wait, as I was like, is, did someone just mock that up? You know, because on the internet, people make everything. So it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's a cool. And I was like, wait, that's real? Yeah, it's a real photo. <laughs> yeah. So I, I texted Scorgy and I said, what, what is this tough guy movie, dude? What is, what's happening? Because I saw his name on it. I was like, what's going on here? And he goes, oh, yeah, uh, Jordy Day is producing it. And it's a doc. And I, I was blown away that it had snuck under the radar like that kind of. And uh, now, I mean, if you're on Twitter and you're any kind of hockey fan, it's, being retweeted. I mean, Ric Flair, you know, retweeted it. I know. I saw that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as good as it gets, man. Huge, a huge Bob Prober fan. We were going to interview Ric Flair for uh, the documentary, but that didn't um, work out due to scheduling conflicts. But he was happy to tweet that. He loves Bob Prober. Wow. I mean, that's Ric Flair and Bob Prober. Those are like two of the coolest dudes of all time. Absolutely. I wonder, uh, was, is Ric Flair a hockey fan, or does he just remember Bob from fighting because he's a Detroit guy? Because I know, I know Flair's a big fan of Michigan uh, in general. 
He is, I think. I, it's actually, um, when Bob went to Chicago, uh, he, I, I think the, ma- the management owned, had some part in wrestling, I think. Okay. It was with WCW. I'm not an expert on this part of Bob's story, but he, I know he did some um, wrestling stuff. So, like, there's a, there's clips online. It's like there's a match going on, and uh, Bob's like in the audience, and he like jumps in the ring and like punches a guy in the face. And they're like, "That's Bob Probert." <laughs> so he met Ric Flair doing that uh, is what I believe happened, and I, and I think they became friends. Oh wow, man, that's awesome! Now uh, you talk about you know just missing with Ric Flair. I'm sure it was almost. Uh, almost pushing away people, you know, to, to be interviewed for this. Cause I'm sure a lot of people want to tell their stories, but it seems like the list of guys and, and, and gals, ladies that you have on here are uh, pretty intriguing. And were you there for the interview processes? And, uh, you know, how did, how did those go? Because I mean, at some points of his story, it's very emotional, especially yeah. with the family members being, uh, so, uh, close to the project themselves with Danny and the kids. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. That's a, like that's a tough. Um, there, I think there are very few people that have lived as much life as Bob Prover did in, in a short amount of time. He just operated at a a really fast pace in general, right? right? And he influenced a lot of people, and he was close with a lot of people, and he had a lot of different chapters of his life. And there's just so many incredible stories, and there's so much material that it becomes pretty difficult to come up with a like a solid list of people you're going to interview. So. Um, you know, we had a, a, an incredibly long list and we just kind of dwindled it down to the sort of bare essentials. And we still ended up interviewing over 30 people. Um, oh, wow. I was there for the interviews. It was, uh, you know, a real small crew, uh, worked pretty efficiently. It was me and, um, uh, the DOP on the film was uh, Nathaniel Harper. And he's a great DOP. So, how long is the film after I'm sure a lot of editing and all that good stuff, but did, did you end up with a full length documentary? Yeah, it's uh, it's just about 93 minutes. Oh, wow, man. I can't even tell you how excited I am to see this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll like it. It's pretty cool. A lot of great stuff in there. And, and as you're, you're mentioning that, like the poster, um, that picture of Bob is from, um, when he got in that, he got in a car accident uh, in downtown Windsor um, when he was drunk just after his uh, second season in the league, and that's like a picture uh, someone took of him for insurance. <laughs> that's why he's looking like right down the barrel of the lens like that. But I, I was, just love the photo. Yeah, I was wondering what the photo was from. I was like, man, that's, that's it, it. Looks like how you just described it, like an insurance photo. Like, okay, let's get the face and. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. The trailer, um, you know, I'm not alone in this. I've watched it, you know, probably a hundred times. And you just, it makes you feel so many different things in a two-minute span that it's uh, really special in that way. And then maybe it's his story and the way that you guys have put it together that uh, it just seems like this thing's going to be a home run, man. I'm, I, like I said, I'm really, really excited. And uh, I think... Again, his story is so important to be told, and uh, once this is out, and it's it's there forever. I mean, it's it's amazing. That, you know, his grandkids, uh, you know, will be able to see it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that's 
why he wrote the book, you know? So, I mean, obviously, um, we're dealing with like a lot of dark subject matter and, yeah. and some difficult, um, times that he went through, but I think that he was at a point in his life where there was so much out about him already mm-hmm. that, um, the news media had control over his narrative. And, um, so by writing the book, I mean, he was really able to take control over his narrative. He was really able to contextualize all these things that happened and just tell the truth. And at least, you know, it was already out there, but at least he had had the opportunity to say what actually happened from his perspective. And, um, so by using these interviews of him telling these stories, hopefully we're able to continue that. Hopefully we're able to keep it. Um, his narrative and he really doesn't hold any punches and I know uh, you know he had passed while the book was being made and you know Danny had to go through journals of his and kind of you know pass along the words being like oh my god Bob what the hell and you know still had the the right of mind to be like you know this isn't important it's important for Bob to get like you said his narrative out there and that book is uh it's just legendary it really is it's it's crazy how honest he is not not crazy but it's i mean it's it's remarkable how how he just lays it on the line and goes take me as i am or you know piss off yeah absolutely and and i think i mean it's not like he was proud of everything right i think uh he looked back on things and, and realized that he had made some mistakes but um you know, I think that there's there's a, so much bravery in doing that, yeah. uh, in being open and honest, because so, so many of us, I mean, who doesn't go through um, difficult things in life and, and dark times and has those kinds of struggles? And we all have had issues and we've all done things we're not proud of. And to be brave enough to, to be open about that stuff is huge. And it, I think it helps a lot of people, especially someone like him, where so many people looked up to him. For sure, man, for sure. And uh, so you've been out promoting, you know, for the last few weeks, and you said you and Danny did the CBC this morning or earlier today? I mean, pro- promotion uh, really just this week, right? Because we just... Right, because the trailer was just, just out. Just yeah. came with the trailer only a few days ago. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we did a CBC um, Windsor. Uh, I know... Uh, Danny was on their, their morning show and I, I, I was with her on the radio. Um, I know she's going to be on TSN uh, Sunday. Uh, we talked to, uh, it's starting to add up. We're starting to do media for sure. I won't start listing every single thing. Right, right. Now, <laughs> are, <I'm> <laughs> are, are you used to this amount of uh, media coverage or is this something new and uh, exciting? Or are you kind of like, oh, God, I can't wait. To, I got to talk to another podcast, dude. <laughs> I'm happy to do media. I mean, it's, I feel like it's just getting going. I, I'm happy to do it. I think Danny's phenomenal at it. Uh, she's definitely. Uh, has more experience doing it than I do. No question. Uh, she's, she, she's very strong on air and, and in interviews. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I'm, I'm happy to have something out that people are so excited about. Yeah. I mean, um, David Singer, uh, sent me an email, uh, yesterday, he kind of gone through uh, uh, the analytics of all the different sites that posted the trailer. And you said like Barstool posted it and spinning chicklets and hockey fights.com and a, and a bunch of different, uh, places and 
when he added it all up, it was like it was over like a million views, and the trailer's only been out since. I think like, it's only been out this week, so yeah. I mean, I mean that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty mind blowing the reaction that we're getting, and, and we're all really excited about it for sure. That is awesome. That's just, and it, this is, uh, I think it's it's playing on, in Canada on TV on the fourteenth, but it's opening in some theaters next weekend. No, we're um, we're doing a, a couple uh, screenings. So we're going to do a screening here in Calgary because we're based in Calgary. Okay, uh, the production company that made the doc. So that uh, everyone that worked on it will get a chance to see it with like family and friends and that, and just kind of to celebrate the fact that that we got it done. And then we'll have uh, a big premiere uh, in Windsor. So, so, so the so that screening in Calgary is open to the public, and that's that's on the eighth at the Plaza here in Calgary. And then on the thirteenth, uh, we're going to do a big premiere in Windsor uh, at six p.m. at the old Walkerville Theater there. And really excited about that as well. Wow. So just just those two screenings before uh, we air on Super Channel, and then um, yeah, we'll go from there and, and see what the next steps are to to try and get it out to the the American fans because um, we've been hearing a lot from them as well. Yeah, uh, so someone's going to pick it up. For I have no doubt in that, and uh, American fans are going to eat that that film alive. I I, I can only imagine. Um, I, you know, it'd be something cool to do is that, you know, the next Probert ride, maybe have a screen of it there as well. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd, I'd be up for that. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like it fit in and pretty well, as long as you know, that everyone was cool with it. I mean, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a really good idea. We should definitely look into something like that. Um, now do you have any, uh, projects down the line that are continuing on, uh, you know, and you have a few hockey things out, uh, do you have anything, you know, down the pipeline that you're looking at, uh, as far as hockey goes, um, to make a film or to, you know, uh, help publish the book or, you know, whatnot? Mm. Yeah. You know, um, it's crazy cause I, I, we just finished this documentary right. uh, in November. So, I mean, it's only been done really for like a couple weeks. So man, that's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. Right. Uh, yeah, maybe like two or three weeks. So, so absolutely not. You, you really haven't even been able to sit focus. back. Pardon me? <laughs> I said, so probably absolutely not. You haven't even been able to sit back and actually seen this one come to life there, yet. There are things. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Part There, there are things, um, like a couple logs in the fire, but they're, they're really just getting going. So nothing that I'm really ready to, to share or chat about yet. Well, now I'm super intrigued. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Jordy, man, I really appreciate your time. And I, I'm really excited about the film. And uh, I think the whole hockey community is, um, like you said, it's over a million plays. And I think the trailer came out Monday. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's really awesome, man. And no doubt, I mean, Netflix or somebody is going to put it out because – the names that you have, you know, helping you with it. I mean, Singer and Scorgy on there, yourself and and Danny. It, it, there's no way it doesn't. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with the film, and like I said, I cannot wait to see it. And uh, anything you have ever going on in the future, man, hit me up. I'll be more than happy to have you on to promote that, man. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, tell the listeners where they can find you on social media. Uh, yeah, I, get, I have an Instagram account that you're welcome to follow me at. That's a Jord, uh, G E O R D D D. Um, you can find me on, uh, Twitter at Jordy day, G E O R D I E 
last name Day, D-A-Y. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And, and sorry for calling you Gordy, man. I really, I really, now that I look at it, I'm like, oh, you're an idiot, dude. Obviously, that's Jordy. Oh, I don't care at all. <laughs> no, I, I, you're not an idiot at all. Most people that mean <laughs> it's pronounced Gordy because it's with a G, so it's a pretty fair assumption. Hell yeah, man. Again, thank you. I know you're a super busy dude. You've got media you know, coming out the years, so I really do appreciate you taking time out to talk into the biscuit. And uh, the listeners are, I mean, people have been sending me DMs like I made the film, so I know people are going to be very excited, man. That's awesome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You have a good night, man. All right, you too. Take care. Sometimes they're short and sweet, Biscuit Babies. Um, that was Jordy Day, writer, director, producer, um, Currently with uh, Tough Guy, the Bob Probert story coming out. Very, very awesome to talk to him. Very excited. Uh, Blown away that his mom wrote all those books. You know? you think I'd be able to find that on the internet. But, uh... Your old boy, uh... I'm not a rocket scientist, okay? Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, More fun episodes to come out this weekend. And uh, everybody get amped up for uh, Tough Guy. It should be... uh, should be quite the film. Uh, go definitely go follow Jordy on uh, all the social media stuff, and uh, go follow us. Um, I'm sure you already do. Please go rate and review us on iTunes. And uh, yeah, love you guys. Be safe. Yeah.